on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. And the pitch. And this is lined into right center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Kane over there to cut it off, but the throw is going to go to second. And the Tigers have walked off the Brewers here in the bottom of the 11th inning as Reyes races around third and scores. And Detroit will take game one of this series. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. You get a few of those every year, but it kind of felt weird, right? Like the way the Brewers have been playing recently, you wouldn't think they would have lost this game in this kind of fashion. They had some opportunities. They didn't do a whole lot with them. Clearly a big, big, big opportunity in the 11th inning that they couldn't do anything with. And uh, they end up losing one nothing on a day where you really look at the pitching from both sides and compliment what it was able to do. But a low-scoring game, a long game, a game with a rain delay, and when all is said and done, Brewers end up losing one nothing. And even with the Reds losing, the Brewers don't get the magic number to drop it all because the Cardinals won. The Cardinals are now the second-place team in the NL Central. They have a leapfrog over the Reds. And if the Padres do indeed lose tonight, they're trailing right now in the seventh, the Cardinals are going to be in playoff position. They're going to be alone holding the second wild card. We got a lot to get to. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, he's here as well. He'll join us coming up in just a moment as we continue on with the program here on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 1-2. Swing and a miss. He got him with a slider, and he strikes out Miguel Cabrera. Strikeout number six on the night for Freddie Peralta, and he has been sharp through four. He finished with nine strikeouts, half of the team strikeouts. They strike out 18, but they lose by a one nothing score in 11 innings. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ, or as we like to call it on nights like these, Brewers Even More extra innings. That's how far our creativity stretches. 855-616-1620 855-616-1620 The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well. At Matt Pauley on air. Let's bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. Augie, I've been saying for a while, and I know people don't like it when I say it, but ba- I've been saying for a while that basically these games, these these individual games don't really matter. The Brewers have to collect enough wins to complete the the winning of the division. But on a night-in, night-out basis, these games don't really have that much meaning. Sometimes there are things that happen inside of the games that have some meaning. And for me, two things happened today that have meaning. First off, on the good side, Freddie Peralta was fantastic. Six innings, two hits, nine strikeouts, no walks. That's awesome. Uh, on the negative side, side of Isayo Garcia left the game with a back issue and you just start to wonder if that's something that's going to be sticking around for a while if he's going to have to go on the injured list we're close enough to the postseason that could that impact his availability then outside of that not a whole lot I thought really matters in this game what say you yeah I agree with you I think when you go up you're going against the finishing up a road trip and going back home and hopefully being able to to, to finish off and, and get that number down to zero and win the division when you get back home. Uh, but, you know, it really tonight was 
both things that you talked about. I think obviously El Garcia is really uh, a situation where they got to get taken care of and they got enough time where they can get him some rest and that's going to be really important. We'll have to wait tomorrow to see what the report says on Avasio. But I think you and I talked just uh, Freddie Peralta's last start. He was taken out of the game right around 80 pitches and we talked about he started getting his second start back off off of the injured reserve list, going into that third start. And we thought it's always so important to go through the routine a couple times and see how you're throwing the ball. We were anxious to see how you would throw the ball in his third start. And uh, he was fantastic tonight. 18 out of 21 first pitch strikes. He had 71 pitches. He was so efficient. And I really, what I really liked about what Freddie did tonight, he commanded his fastball to both sides of the plate, but really it was his secondary pitches. It was that good slider, which he had a good tight uh, uh, spin on and was able to locate the good tight break on the outside part of the plate locating it and then that breaking ball was very efficient I thought if you look for something positive tonight 71 pitches over 6 innings uh, he was just sensational really commanded the ball very well and 71 pitches if it if the rain doesn't start coming down I would guess he was coming out for the 7th I would think he at least the seventh. You know, we I think we we kind of go from there. We get to this time this time of year, and Craig wants to get guys to a certain go to a certain uh, distance or a certain time in the game, and then get them out of the game, get them ready for the postseason. But he was just throwing the ball so well. I he probably would have pitched that at least one more inning, but he was so efficient tonight. And you know, you go out there and you're commanding that strike zone. Eighteen out of twenty-one first pitch strikes is pretty special. It's saying you're getting out of here. But yet at the same time, being able to command that those off-speed pitches and locate them the way he did tonight was pretty special. Yeah, so his mix today and the percentage of strikes, his four-seam fastball he throws the most, 37 times. That accounted for 52% of his pitches, and he got it in there for a strike 68% of the time. He threw his slider 16 times, threw it for a strike 63% of the time, uh, threw his curveball 20% of the time. 71% of his curveballs went for strikes. That's an incredible number. And then he uh, throws his sinker and his changeup twice each. Uh, each of his changeups were a strike, and then one of the two sinkers was a strike. But, Augie, I, it's hard for me to think of a day where a guy is throwing a curveball for a strike 71% of the time. At a pitch, and you're talking about efficiency, and they all say a curveball is at best a 60 to 65 percent pitch that you throw it for a strike. And what you saw, what Freddie was able to do, anytime you see a pitcher taking all his pitches and throwing over 60 to 62, 63 percent, that means he's going to have a pretty special night. That means everything is working for him. Those numbers you just gave me were outstanding. They're all above average. They all had great command. And it wasn't just to command with those pitches. It was the great locations and counts when he threw them. He was able to throw it at any time, locate them on both sides of the plate, elevate the fastball, that good four-seam fastball when he needed. He got four strikeouts on that good, good fastball. So it was just everything combined. When you locate pitches, you throw strikes. And any time you stay, you get in that. 66 and and higher with uh, percentage of strikes. You're throwing the ball very well, and Freddie did that tonight. One nothing Brewers lose in Detroit in 11 innings. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers extra innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. 
Peterson holding the runner at first base. Here comes the 2-2 pitch from Freddie Peralta. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. 96 on that fastball. Back-to-back K's for Freddie Peralta. Brewers fall short. They lose 1-0 in 11 innings to Detroit. Welcome back in. It's Brewers X Journeys here on WTMJ. Along with former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, I'm Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll hear from manager Craig Council in about 15 minutes, but I can tell you he already said that the update on uh, Avisael Garcia is that while he will not be in the lineup tomorrow due to back spasms, at this point it is not anything serious. Augie, I'm I'm not one to um, try to put my medical opinion on anything, but at the same time, this is the second time he's kind of you know dealt with these back issues. We saw uh, the back issues stick around on on Christian Yelich. I kind of openly wonder if it would make a little bit of sense with Garcia to really shut him down for you know a a good week plus, uh, just to try to get that back as close to 100 percent as possible, so that he doesn't have some sort of uh, you know, re-flare up, or not re-flare up, just a flare up is what I should say, um, you know, going into the postseason. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think what they're going to do is they're going to kind of wait. It, it looks, it, they sound like tonight it's nothing serious, but I think time tells when you have a back injury. And sometimes the, for the first 24 hours, you you kind of rebound a little bit, you feel a little bit better. And I just think that when once they get, uh, you get tomorrow, you play a day game, then you got the off day by Friday. I think they'll have a good sense of what's happening. But he is such an important part of our offense that to get him those extra days off, if you give him a three or four or five day, or even if you if you put him on the IL for the 10 days, uh, it, you could do that. But I, don't, I think they're going to be very cautious. I think they're going to look at what the best options are. You're getting close to the end of the season. You want to make sure that he's in, he's feeling good and that he's swinging the bat well. So it's going to get interesting. But I think by Friday we'll have a really good idea of what's happening with Avisiel Garcia. Doug texting in says, I'm looking forward to some meaningful games, at least for the Brewers. It's hard to keep a competitive edge with this lead. Let's just try to keep everybody healthy. I agree with Doug. Just human nature of this thing. You've got such a big lead. Uh, you almost wish that you had the expanded 40-man roster right now so you could give some other guys more opportunities because for a lot of these guys, you know, they're, they're saying all the right things, but at, at the same time, you can't help but know that you're – 13, 14 games up in the division. Uh, it, I think it is tough to have that edge every single day when you've got that kind of lead and you can really see the postseason kind of uh, you know the, the 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 proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I think the first thing you do is let's let's win, let's get the division. Let's put that aside. Let's win the division. Let's get that number down to zero, and 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 so we have won the division. I think that's first and foremost. And you know, you got Detroit tomorrow. Then Chicago comes to town with St. Louis and the New York Mets. This is a really an interesting time because you play St. Louis and the Mets, and both have an opportunity yet for that second wild card. This second wild card is getting real interesting uh, with St. Louis now vaulting over San Diego, probably, and and Cincinnati after they lost tonight. Uh, This could get really interesting. I think the games when you start on Monday against St. Louis, I think they're going to have a nice little flavor. And I think that's exactly what the Brewers need when you you go up against a team like St. Louis that still has an opportunity to get in the playoffs and even the Mets and then go back to St. Louis and finish with the Dodgers. So I think this is going to get pretty interesting. And uh, But first of all, Chicago comes into town. Let's get the division. Let's put that aside and let's go from there. 
You mentioned the wild card race. So the Cardinals won tonight over the Mets. Right now the Padres are down 4-1 through 7 in San Francisco. Uh, If that plays out that way, Augie, amazingly, it's not even going to be a tie. The Cardinals are going to be in all alone in that second wild card spot tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to get interesting, and and you look at you look at the the wild card, and if you take the games that each of those teams have left, uh, I'll tell you what: St. Louis has an extremely tough schedule. I think San Diego has a tough schedule. They're saying that Cincinnati, that's that Cincinnati, Philadelphia, maybe the Mets have a little bit easier schedule, but it's still about going out and winning ball games. You're seeing teams like Pittsburgh and and Miami and the Colorado coming up with uh, playing really good baseball right now. So this is going to get really interesting. Uh, we're going to have 15 days, 20 games of a, a lot of fun watching who's going to be that second playoff spot. And I think that Brewers are going to have a part of that when they play St. Louis, uh, the Mets, and against St. Louis again. Yeah, and the Reds just can't win a game right now. They've lost three in a row. You mentioned they lose to the Pirates today. The Phillies have fallen three games back in the wild card. The Mets have fallen four games back in the wild card. So all of a sudden, each of those teams are are right on the edge of kind of not being in wild card contention anymore. Uh, it's going to take something really special from the Phillies or the Mets to get back in there. But the Cardinals, the Padres, and the Reds right now are all separated out by a half game. That's those three teams. It feels like will really be battling it out. Yeah, and, and you know when you look at it, I know we don't play we don't play Cincinnati. We do sure have a lot of games against St. Louis, seven games against St. Louis, three against the Mets. Uh, there's a lot to play for, and I think when another team is trying to vie for something special, that raises your game. And I, I still the Bre- I still believe that the Brewers still want to go with the idea of we are going to try to continue our our regimen, and that's what winning every series. Let's keep winning series as we get into playoffs. And they're going to have some good competition with Cincinnati. and or Not Cincinnati, but St. Louis and the Mets uh, to finish out the season along with the Dodgers. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Christian Yelich had really gotten things going, but he has slowed down a bit here recently. He had a big moment in the uh, 11th inning where it looked like he could uh, get the Brewers a potential victory. Can't quite do it. Detroit comes back to win in the bottom of the inning. We'll discuss Christian Yelich in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Another 3-2 pitch coming from Devin Williams. Here it is. Struck him out swinging with a changeup. Devin Williams strikes out the side in the bottom of the eighth. And we remain tied. Nothing, nothing as we go to the ninth. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Nothing, nothing all the way until the bottom of the 11th when Detroit pushes across a run and the Brewers come up short one nothing and 11. Welcome back in to Brewers X Turnings here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at Matt Pauley on air. Mike in Colorado texting into the program said uh, Yelich was 0 for 5 yesterday. Tonight, 0 for 4 uh, at bat working to a 3-1 count and the bases loaded uh, with uh, Detroit. Uh, ch- why not uh, with the Detroit pitcher challenged to throw strikes, why isn't Yelich taking that pitch to force the pitcher to throw a good strike on 3-2? In three weeks, Yelich has to be better. 0-4 in back-to-back games. Uh, not going to make it easier. 
Augie Yelich was on such a hot streak, and now back-to-back games where he is where he goes over again. It's it's not the end of the world, but it is over his last ten. And I think yeah, you, know, you if if he comes up with a big hit there on three one, if it feels like he's got something to hit there, then you compliment him. But if he doesn't come up with a hit there, I think it's really easy to kind of second guess him and wonder why he doesn't force the pitcher to throw at least one more pitch. You know, I, I was reading something interesting on 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 Christian since I believe it's been since August first, where he's he doesn't swing. At pitches outside the strike zone with two strikes, it's only like 21%. It's one of the best in all of baseball. And we kind of talked about his resurgence a little bit, why he was hitting the ball better, what was he doing. I think that that patience he's showing at the plate has has really been a big difference. Tonight on the pitch, I just thought Garcia made a really good pitch, a good sinking fastball way. I thought he put a good swing on it, hit the ball hard right at him. Uh, and those things do happen. You want to put the ball in play, and that's what he wants. To want that's what you want him to do in that in that situation. Yeah, Garcia was struggling a little bit, but still, you get that good pitch to hit out away from you. You you hit the ball hard somewhere. Hopefully, it'll find a hole and you can get through. But um, I I thought he 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 the last time up, I thought he had a good at bat. Put the ball in play, hit the ball hard. It was just right at the second baseman. Castro was able to throw, uh, turn it over for a double play. That half inning was once again a base running clinic by Lorenzo Kane. He busted down the line to get the infield single. He takes second uh, when you, when you had the runner uh, kind of tagging for a moment from third and then going back in. That, those are the things that don't show up in the box score, and admittedly, because the Brewers don't score in that inning, it, it didn't help the team tonight. But you make plays like that, and those are winning-type plays. Constantly, if you as a team, you start hustling on the basis, you look for opportunities. And, you know, the ball hit up the middle. He, he, that was a, a good play by the shortstop. I thought he made a heck of a play and was going to get him out. But it's that hustle that, that Lorenzo Cain's down the line. He does all those little things. And then being able to get to second place like he did, it, it just shows understanding the game of baseball. When you get an opportunity, you make those big plays. And we've seen him do it over and over again, along with Colton Wong. These guys really understand. Understand when you get an opportunity, you get that extra base. It has a lot to do uh, with it, what happens in the ball game. And Lorenzo came uh, made a nice play in that that eleventh inning today. Brewers come up short against the Tigers, eleven one in eleven innings. What did manager Craig Council think about today's game? We'll play his comments coming up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Here's the stretch and the pitch. Struck him out swinging. He blew a fastball by him at 98. And the Tigers leave the bases loaded in the ninth. Extra innings in Motown. Brewers lose to the Tigers by an 11-1 score. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. We'll hear from Magic Craig Council in a moment. Quick tweet, though. At Brew Crew Scott uh, tweets in, Why do you keep saying games don't matter? Is home field not a factor for you? You're a smart guy with a lot of experience. For the past few weeks, you keep alluding to games not mattering, and I don't follow your line of thinking. Great question. Maybe I should put more context to what I'm saying. Uh, first off, I don't really think the Brewers, to be perfectly, the Brewers are five and a half games back of the Giants right now for the best record in the National League. I don't think they're going to make up five and a half games in two weeks. Um, the Giants are continue, the Giants are nine and one in their last ten games and have won eight in a row. I just, 
Uh, and they still would have to jump over the Dodgers, too. They're, they're three games back of the Dodgers. They're five and a half games above back against the Giants. Not that it's impossible to catch them, but I don't think it's likely. Um, the second thing, I'm actually more comfortable with them in that two spot because if you're in that one spot, then you potentially are matched up against the Dodgers in the, uh, in the divisional series, and I don't like that. I don't think the Dodgers, of all the teams in the National League, the team I least want the Brewers to face is the Dodgers. I think they match up most poorly against the Dodgers. Not that they can't beat the Dodgers, but that's not the matchup that I want to see. So avoid that matchup as long as possible, and maybe somebody else can take the Dodgers out, and you don't even have to deal with them. So that's kind of my line. If they win enough games to go get you know home field advantage in the playoffs, groovy. Like that's that's great, and and I don't want them to tank. In no way, shape, or form am I saying go tank, but I am saying I'm more comfortable with them in that in avoiding the Dodgers as long as possible. And bluntly, I don't think they're going to make up five and a half games in two weeks. Magic Red Council uh, met with the media just a little while ago. Here's what he had to say following the Brewers' one nothing loss. Yeah, I mean, Freddie's just not a normal starter schedule. I mean, he's a schedule. Um, so, I mean, I, I think this is his third time out. I think he, you know, I think he just. A little rusty the first two times out, and uh, I got it got it going today. Not on a special schedule though. But just you've said getting him out there is key. I mean, the bottom line is he's got to get some innings back under him. After yeah, having no, I mean, he's, he's part of the rotation, obviously, and um, you know, I mean, I think the consistency of just being out there on his day. Um, you know, we were going to get a result like this, but uh, you know, peace of mind for Freddie a little bit to go out and pitch really well. Um, well, no, he, he was he was great tonight. I mean, he filled up the strike zone, got some early swings, and obviously, you know, as he threw six innings with a really low pitch count, so it was an excellent start for him. Craig, the other Peralta tonight kind of set the tone for them. That's a familiar face for you. What the, what did you see from Willie on their side? Yeah, I mean, you know, we just, you know, we weren't that good offensively tonight, frankly. Um, you know, Willie, he's got a changeup now that he's using that was effective to the left-handers, and, um, you know, he, he did. He kind of navigated through us and did a nice, do some good sinkers, kind of as the game went on, and start the ball started going on the ground as the game went on. Um, so he he did a nice job. Give him credit. Craig, it's so hard to predict when you think rain's coming, but you can't obviously predict exactly when. Did that go tonight with Freddie about as if it was going to rain? Did it go as as good as you could have hoped, or what was the thinking going in? I mean, the thinking was this is just a normal start for Freddie. So, I mean, I think um, that that was the thinking. So the, the rain really didn't affect that. Um, you know, we got through six and it rained. So um, it's a, obviously a clear-cut place to take him out of the game. Um, but it's it's a normal start. There's Freddie's, you know, one of the one of the guys pitched five guys, six guys starting games. There's no restrictions. We're not thinking about him any differently right now. Um, just just normal normal starts. Craig, what did you think about uh, Josh's performance there in the ninth? Uh, pretty pretty good escape job by him there. Yeah, I mean that's that's why Josh is a great pitcher because he's he's not having his best night, but he's still able to get, get him put up a zero. Um, and that, that's just a kind of a, a mark of how good he is. Um, you know, he's a little off, managed to fix himself uh, when when it really mattered, and, and still put up a zero. I know Abby's been battling some stuff with his back and his leg. Is it too early to say what's what the case is with him now for tomorrow? 
Yeah, he just got some back stiffness. Um, he will not. He won't be in the lineup tomorrow. Um, but it's nothing serious. I was just gonna ask you, Craig Devin, too. Um, he said some outings lately where that changeup it, it looks particularly nasty. Is he in a good place for you with a couple of weeks left in the regular season? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Devin's been in a good place you know, probably since about April fifteenth. So um, he's, he's he's had a great season and he continues to. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago. Brewers come up short. They end up losing to Detroit by an 11-1 score. How does it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. A one nothing 11-inning loss for the Brewers. Pitching matchup today, Freddie Peralta going for the crew. Willie Peralta, the former Brewer, getting the start for the Tigers. It was a, a good start for uh, Freddie Peralta. In fact, in the first inning, he strikes out Akil Badu. He strikes out Jonathan Scope, and that brings up Robbie Grossman. Here's the 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Another curveball. And Freddie Peralta strikes out the side here in the bottom of the first. Another Akinet mortgage. Rock solid strikeout. Yeah, he was just rolling through the Tigers. A scoreless second, a scoreless third. In the fourth inning with one out, he strikes out Robbie Grossman, and that brings up the future Hall of Famer, Miguel Cabrera. 1-2. Swing and a miss. He got him with a slider, and he strikes out Miguel Cabrera. Strikeout number six on the night for Freddie Peralta, and he has been sharp through four. Peralta runs into a little bit of trouble, Freddie Peralta, that is, in the sixth inning. Uh, Willie Castro leads the inning off with a base hit after uh, Victor Reyes strikes out. It brings up Akil Badu. Peterson holding the runner at first base. Here comes the 2-2 pitch from Freddie Peralta. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. 96 on that fastball. Back-to-back Ks for Freddie Peralta. And that would be his final strikeout of the day, his ninth. He then hits Jonathan Scope with a pitch. So that puts runners on at first and second, and it brings up Robbie Grossman. The pitch, swinging and popping it up on the infield. Luis Urias is underneath of it on the skin of the infield. Dirty makes the catch, and Freddy Peralta gets out of trouble. At that point, the tarp is brought onto the field. It wasn't quite raining, but the tarp is brought out onto the field in preparation for the rain that was expected. The rain would eventually get there, and we would then go into delay mode. That delay would uh, last quite some time, close to two hours. It ends up being officially a one-hour and 49-minute delay. Once the rain stops, tarp off the field. They're able to re-manicure the field, and we get back going. Derek Holland comes in to pitch for the Tigers. He throws a scoreless top of the seventh. In the bottom of the seventh, Brad Boxberger pitching for the Brewers, and uh, he has a 1-2-3 frame. That includes a couple strikeouts. In the eighth inning, Devin Williams comes on for the Brewers. First battery faces Nico Goodrum, strikes him out. Second battery faces Willie Castro, strikes him out. Third battery faces Victor Reyes. Another 3-2 pitch coming from Devin Williams. Here it is. Struck him out swinging with a changeup. Devin Williams strikes out the side of the bottom of the eighth. And we remain tied. Nothing, nothing as we go to the ninth. 
Yeah, ninth inning, Gregory Soto comes on to pitch for the Tigers, throws up a zero. Bottom of the ninth inning, Josh Hader comes on in a non-save situation. He also runs into a little bit of trouble. Derek Hill leads the inning off by striking out, but then a walk to Jonathan Scope and a walk to Robbie Grossman. So that puts runners on at first and second with one out, and then a walk to Miguel Cabrera. Bases loaded, one out on back-to-back-to-back walks, and it brings up Jamber Candelario. Hader kicks and deals. Struck him out with a slider. Nasty from Hader when he needed it most. He found the command on the slider. So that's his second out. That's the big one because you got the runner at third with less than two outs, but you still got to get the final out of the inning. He faces off against Eric Haas. Here's the stretch and the pitch. Struck him out swinging. He blew a fastball by him at 98. And the Tigers leave the bases loaded in the ninth. Extra innings in Motown. Yep, we go to the 10th inning. The Brewers make a little bit of noise in the top of the 10th as Jackie Bradley Jr. starts the inning off at second and Manny Pena walks. So runners on at first and second, nobody out. But Luis Urea strikes out, then Jace Peterson grounds into a fielder's choice where the out is at second. So runners on at first and third. Pablo Reyes comes up as a pinch hitter. He strikes out looking, and that sends it to the bottom of the 10th inning. Jake Cousins comes on to pitch for the Brewers. He is able to uh, do a nice job there. They strand just the uh, one runner as Eric Haas started the inning off at uh, second base, and the game moves along to the 11th. Brian Garcia, the new pitcher for the Tigers, really looked like the Brewers might take the lead in the top of the 11th inning. Pablo Reyes starts the inning off at second base. First batter of the inning is Lorenzo Kane. Here's the 3-2 pitch. A chopper back up the middle. It's played behind the bag by Goodrum. The throw to first, not in time. Kane beat it out. Reyes goes to third, and the Brewers have him on the corners, and nobody out. Yeah, great opportunity to score a run. It brings up Colton Wong. He flies out, but he does not fly out deep enough to score the runner. Uh, Reyes, who was at third, faked from third like he was going to go home. The throw comes in, and the throw allowed Kane to move up to second. So if nothing else, that takes the double play out of order with runners on at second and third. One out, you still just need uh, a fly ball to possibly score a run. However, the double play gets back in order when Eduardo Escobar walks. That ends up being key as it brings up uh, Christian Yelich. He works the count to 3-1. and one. Here's the pitch. Yelich about. Bouncer to second. Castro to second for one. Back there first in time. It's a 4-6-3 double play. And the Tigers are out of the inning. Yeah, that was the shot. That was it for the Brewers to uh, score a run. Instead, uh, they cannot get a run across. And it remains a scoreless tie going to the bottom of the 11th. New pitcher is Hunter Strickland. Victor Reyes starts the inning off at second base. Derek Hill, the leadoff hitter. And the pitch. And this is lined into right center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Kane over there to cut it off, but the throw is going to go to second. And the Tigers have walked off the Brewers here in the bottom of the 11th inning as Reyes races around third and scores. And Detroit will take game one of this series. One nothing. The final score with the win. The Tigers go to 69 and 76 with the loss. The Brewers drop to 89 and 56. Winning totals for Detroit: one run, three hits, no errors. They leave eight. 
for the Brewers. No runs, four hits, no errors. They also leave eight. Winning pitchers, Brian Garcia, he's 2-1. and one. Hunter Strickland takes the loss as he drops to 3-2. and two. No home runs hit the game, lasting 3 hours and 16 minutes, plus a 1-hour and 49-minute rain delay. It was played in front of 12,433 folks at Comerica Park. Brewers come up short, losing to Detroit one nothing. When we come back, we'll update all the playoff races for you and uh, get you set for Game 2 of the series coming up tomorrow afternoon. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. All right, starting to wrap things up after the Brewers come up short against Detroit, losing 11-1. Scores from around the National League that impact playoff races. Cardinals beat the Mets 7-6. That game went 11 innings. So the Brewers actually do not have that magic number go down at all. Even though the Reds lost to the Pirates 6-5, the Cardinals jump over the Reds into second place. So the magic number stays put at 5 for the Brewers for the time being. The Padres are losing to the Giants right now. 6-1 in the bottom of the 8th inning while the Dodgers are leading the Diamondbacks by an 8-4 score. Braves lost to the Rockies 5-4, but the Phillies lost to the Cubs 6-3. So as we go through the National League races and how everything sits here at the moment in the National League East, Braves continue to have a a 4.5 game lead on the Phillies, 5.5 on the Mets. In the Central, Brewers lead over the Cardinals down to 13.5 games. In the NL West, the Giants lead over the Dodgers at 2.5 games. The wildcard race much 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 more compelling the cardinals somehow some way are now alone holding the second wild card spot in the national league they lead the padres and reds by a half game right now they'll probably go back to one game back for the padres still will stay a half game for the reds while the phillies are three games back and the mets are four games back so if the season were to end at this very moment the cardinals and the dodgers would be the wild card game which is uh, would it be uh, would it be a bad pun if I said it's a wild? It is wild. Channeling my inner Johnny Carson. All right, here's how things are going to wrap up here in this series. Two-game set wraps up tomorrow afternoon. Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the crew. Right-hander is 9-8 and eight with a 2.48 ERA. He got uh, skipped in his last start after he was dealing with some food poisoning, so it's been a little while since he has pitched. Matt Manning will get the start uh, for the Tigers. He is 3-6 and six with a 6.14 ERA. 12-10 first pitch tomorrow, so uh, that means our coverage is set to begin tomorrow morning. Don't get to say that too often. Our coverage begins tomorrow morning at 11.35 right here on WTMJ.